Hi, welcome back to another episode of Corner Taken Quickly. This week we'll be looking over Liverpool's 1-1 draw with Chelsea. Uh, we'll be discussing key events in the match, what we thought of it. We'll also be looking ahead to next week's fixture, sorry, the next game against Leeds, as well as discussing what Liverpool are exactly doing in this transfer window. Um, I'm joined this week by Mara and Dipit. Hi guys, how are you? Hi Rabil, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Hey Rabil, so good to be back. Yes, yes, um, it's great to be back with you guys. Um, right, uh, I mean, I, I do wish I'd been on a. We've been discussing a little victory as it is. We are talking about a one-one draw. Um, a draw that perhaps seemed unlikely up until the 45th minute and then seemed implausible the fact that it stayed like that, given the advantage we had. Um, Mara, what are your thoughts on how the game went? What, how, what was your lasting impressions from it? Uh, well, I, I, I felt like uh, in the second half, we, we should have won. Um, I don't know what what happened there, but Chelsea played a brilliant game defensively. Uh, let's start with the decision. I think the decision of the red card uh, for James was a very correct one. Uh, and then, yeah, the penalty put us put us back in the game uh, because of that uh, header that went in in the first half. Um, I expected that we will. It, it would be easier for us to score in the second half, but that's not how it went. Uh, for for many reasons, uh, uh, especially because yeah, Chelsea, as I said, they played a great a great uh, game uh, defensively, and they did what they want. They, they they got out where, with what they wanted to go out with. Uh, it, it was like a victory for them to play uh, one man down and uh, and stay uh, stay in the game with a draw. So I think this is why they were uh, celebrating uh, after the game. Um, I didn't feel like we had the urge to to score a goal. We didn't have I, I don't know. I didn't feel any dangerous games inside the box so uh, Chelsea and they still made attacks uh, the counter attacks on us so that was a bit frustrating yes um, they were not uh, a man a man down in, in, in the defensive part but still uh, you have you you have you have the number uh, strength so uh, it should have it shouldn't have gone that way, but at the main at the meantime, um, it's not so bad in my opinion. Uh, a couple of players are just, you know, they need refreshment or or replacement. Um, we'll get to that later, I'm sure. But uh, it's bad, but it's not that bad. That's what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, dip it. Um, did like what? What was your kind of like feelings as the game was going? How did you what, like? Were were you concerned by you know 
Chelsea's Chelsea's performance, both in the first half and the second half? Were you concerned about how we played, or were you, you know, were there positives there for you to take? Yeah, obviously, I think I'm. Uh, I agree with the Marwa, right? I think Chelsea put in a serious shift defensively. I'm very concerned about how we played in the second half. I thought, uh, you know, after the red card and going, you know, after drawing the game at the half time, I thought we were in the game and uh, playing against ten men Chelsea. I thought, uh, you know, we would win this, but we played really poorly, man, in the second half, and I can't believe that. We, you know, the attacking output that we have had, like since last year, it's just awful. And uh, we don't even have an attacker on the bench that we can, you know, uh, get in the game. And I'm, I'm seriously, obviously, we'll talk about the transfer policy, etc. But I was really baffled by, you know, Klopp's decision to get Simikas in when we need a goal. And he's not, uh, you know, this just goes on to show that he really does not trust Ox or Minamino when you need a goal. And we really don't have an attacker uh, who can change the game. And I was looking at the Chelsea bench. They had Pulisic to, you know, to throw in Ziyech, uh, Hudson-Odoi. They have such an amazing talent that they can, you know, bring in the game and change the game. And I was really, you know, not impressed by us in the second half. There was no attacking output. There was no finishing. And I thought we just obviously dominated the game. We were playing against the 10-man Chelsea team. We had 24 shots, I think 7 on target. We had 65-70% possession. But, you know, we have been playing like this for a while. We dominate the game possession-wise. We have shots, but there is no attacking output. We don't score goals. We, I think... You know, our front three, as we said, it's only Salah who has been scoring goals for a while. And it's been like that since last year. And I think this year as well, I'm seeing against low block teams, the teams that sit and, you know, obviously they were sitting behind. They had 10 men. So every single person was behind the ball. And we just can't break that team down. And it's it's like it's been a norm from a year, right? What do you think, Rabir? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say I more disagree with that assessment. Um, I, I look at this Liverpool team right now because in eight, for, there, there were two seasons. The seasons when we won the European Cup and the league title, when we stopped having issues with low-block teams, we were cutting them open. And I don't know whether that's because we briefly had Shakiri in the team or we were just, you know, we were just different. but We've sort of we sort of now we re, re found ourselves once again saddled with that old issue that we had in 16, 17, 17, 18, where teams could sit deep, and when when the game isn't chaotic, when it isn't you know there isn't an abundance of space, and instead it's a, it's controlled, we do struggle, um because our best chance in the first half actually came from press from pressing and counter counter pressing and breaking away. You know, it was that chance Henderson had when Trent played that ball at the top. That wasn't a counter-attack. But actually when when presented with a low block Chelsea side, we didn't have the tactics to break them open. Um and yeah, that was concerning because the second half we peppered them, but we peppered them with the 
expectancy of a team who knew they were playing against a 10-man side, they knew they were going to have more of the ball, knew they were going to have, you know, opportunities. So, and, we, and yet we didn't really, I don't remember a shot from inside their box. I don't think we had a shot inside the box other than the penalty. I, as in, I can't remember it. Or, sorry, Henderson's one. But second half, there was that period. You know, on Sky Sports, you know, I remember... Because we started strong, we started the second half strongly with pressure, and that's the thing with Liverpool. We we can be deceptive sometimes. We're not where we don't play well, but because we're pressing and snapping into tackles and reclaiming the ball straight away, people think we people think we're getting closer towards the goal, but we weren't. You know, Robertson had a shot from distance, BVD had a shot from distance, Hens not Henderson, Fabinho had a shot from distance. Everyone was shooting from distance, and they were forcing saves out of Mendy, but saves that were comfortable for him, that were, you know, that he could get to. There was no build-up within the box. There was no build-up leading support inside the box. Um, I thought the left side of that team was, I, I, I don't know why, but they all played bad. They all played bad. Henson was so ineffective I could not believe it and he couldn't even impose himself physically as he normally does on, on the midfield Robertson you know his his ball delivery was wayward as, as an inconsistent Mane was um you know Mane he was trying it's not like he got the ball and he was constantly losing he was trying but he wasn't doing anything with it in, 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 you know he was trying but he was still ineffectual and I think this is the problem with this Liverpool forward line and what people, what sometimes what FSG clearly aren't realizing, it's because the whole team is interconnected. It, it it tends to be that when one of them goes missing, all of them goes missing because they all need they play off each other. You know, Bobby drops deep, so Marnie Salah run into space. But if Bobby's struggling or Marnie and Salah are struggling, they all suffer together. We only have Jota to come on for us. We don't have anyone else. You know, um, and that that for me the 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 lack of options from the bench, you know, it, it's unbelievable. And yeah, I, I at first I wasn't that alarmed by the draw. I thought, okay, you know what, I, I don't mind one one. People were saying that, oh, you know, he bought on Simicast. That's that's the that's the lack of options we have. No, he bought on Simicast because I think Klopp accepted the draw. I think Klopp was like, I'll take it. You know, you're playing as European champions who are clearly. Chelsea are such a good team, you know, and I, I never used to rate them last year even. You know, I I didn't think Mason Mount was that good of a player or any of them, but they they looked so assured and accomplished yesterday. Um, so a one-one draw in a in a game where I did feel like we were second best in a lot of aspects. I didn't it, I, I wasn't that concerned. What I was concerned about is the way we played. Um, so, and that, and that that want that I I wanted to then up, lead to the second question. Um. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll ask you this, Marwa, because we, we we all adore Love Klopp, but yesterday he brought on Thiago. Uh, I felt quite late. Cater didn't make an appearance at all. Um, questions about his lineup. Do you what, what do you think about Klopp's um, decision making yesterday? Um, I have several comments on the lineups yesterday. Uh, yeah, Thiago not starting. Um, either Thiago or Naby. Not starting is a very big question because if you're not gonna get use of Nabi while he's fit, when are you gonna get use of him? I mean, you, you, I can feel it. It's it's very it's coming very soon that he's gonna get injured again. So why not use him while he still can? 
especially that a game like that needed a player like Nabi. So he should have started. Um, Mohendo, yes, he was not quite well yesterday. Uh, I don't know if that's because of uh, the extension problems or something. I don't know, but he he was not he was not even in the expected uh, level, you know. Uh, uh, Thiago came in very very late. Um, I like I I liked watching Harvey yesterday. He was he was so pleasing uh, to watch. So. Uh, I like that he put the confidence in him, but at the same time, if something had happened in that game because of Harvey, uh, it could have destroyed him for a while. So I'm I'm fifty fifty on that decision because um, at his age, uh, a coach should be uh, really careful of when to play him and when to put his confidence in him. Uh, um, um, I was so pissed to see Bobby come out uh, before that first half ends, because in my opinion, and I don't know if I'm, if I'm the only one who, who saw that uh, or thought like that, but Bobby performed uh, a very good pressure on the Chelsea players. Uh, the kind of pressure that no one in the field, except for Harvey Elliott, performed. Only Bobby and Harvey performed that kind of pressure. So I was so I was so pissed, even though I wanted Jota to start, but uh, of course then uh, then I found out that it's because of an injury. Because if if it wasn't for the injury, I would prefer I would have preferred for Bobby to continue the match until maybe uh, seventy minutes or something. Um, I I don't know if that was obvious, but Fabino was not on his form as well. Uh, of course, because of the the personal circumstances he he's having with losing his dad and all, but Robo was not ready, and I think Robo was not ready. It was so obvious that I think it would have been obvious uh, in the training, in the team training. So I didn't think it was wise to start with Robo as much as I love seeing him play, and uh, he's a big element of our good performances, but it wasn't good for him yesterday. Sometimes he couldn't um, run with his normal pace to, to catch the ball. Sometimes he didn't take the, 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 the right decision. And like when, when, the goal, when we conceded the goal, he was late to, to jump. Uh, when the corner was played, I think that's a concentration problem. So Robo was not on his form yesterday and it was obvious, so I wonder what was the reason to 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 play him. I know it's because you're always confident, you always trust Robo, but when you have signs, especially when you have a good replacement like Simikas, you should have trusted him a little bit and started him. Uh, so that's another thing that I didn't like in the lineup. Uh, Sadio should have been replaced as long as, as as soon as you see that he's not on his lucky day. I know he hasn't been on his lucky day for ages now. From it's it's been like that from last season. I don't know whether 
Sadio just gave his best already, or he just needs some competition or refreshment to 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 see the level that he used to to have before. But it's just that he he should be mentored in in some way that when I know as a footballer when 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 you know that you're not on your on your day on your best day on like going man on man you know uh, dribbling past a defender you just do the simple thing of having a good posi- positioning and then passing the ball every time the ball went to Sadio he lost it every time he tries to dribble past someone he killed the attack so and it's been like that for a long time now, so he should have been replaced. Uh, I thought Kaki was brilliant in the preseason period. I don't know why he's not trusted yet to start. If he if he's gonna spend the 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 the, 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 the his future on the bench, you're gonna lose the form he's he he he's he's gained until you know preseason. So that's that's a waste in my opinion. Um, I know Ox is not, and I, I I agree with that. That Ox is not trusted. Uh, Ox does not get, always give you the expected level. Uh, it's either he's very good or he's very bad. So that's a level of player that you cannot trust. So I can see why he didn't uh, play him in the in, in the game yesterday. But still, you had many options. Um, Again, like I said, Thiago, Nabi, Taki, um, you know, I don't know why it's Simikas from the start. I don't know why he didn't think about that. Especially that I thought or I felt like he's been, you know, satisfied with the draw mm-hmm. in the second half. And that just pisses me off. Why would you be? I know you're playing the European champions and everything, but still. There is a bit of greed that should have been that that they should have had yesterday when that red card was given. So uh, um, I don't know. I felt that greed more with the Chelsea players when they made the first attack in the second half. They were greedy to even win the game, to win the three points with ten men. Uh, I just wish we had some of that greed to win the game, especially that we could have. Um, so, again, Sadio is, I don't know, his level is a big question mark. I don't know, again, if he should be replaced. But watching Sadio play like that just pains me at this point. Yeah, um, because I think watching Mane yesterday, my feeling was... See, the problem for, the problem for us is that because Klopp started with two unfit players... Robertson Henderson, he was obliged to take them off, no matter if everyone else played poorly, because he, he couldn't risk that anything happened to them. Because otherwise, I felt like what should have happened was Marnie should have got hooked off for Thiago or Cater, and Elliot should have gone out to the left. Or oh, sorry, uh, Elliot should have gone out to the left. Jota should have stayed in the middle, Salah to the right. I could not, I could not believe how because a lot of people were saying. I saw on Twitter after a lot of people saying that they weren't happy with Jota's performance. I thought that was unfair on Jota because every Jota had a lot of work where he had to simply go out to the left because Marnie was just getting overwhelmed. Um, but there were aspects of the performance that I couldn't believe um, 
Like, we knew Chelsea were packing the middle, and yet we were determined. Like, Trent, for example, was very inverted. Salah, you you expect him to cut inside because, obviously, coming onto a stronger foot. But we weren't we weren't stretching Chelsea at any point. I I, I, I really... That was that was concerning to me. Um, we need, was we also need... I'm sorry to interrupt, but we also need to give credit to Mendy. He was great yesterday. Uh, I mean, when, when, when our Liverpool team try to find solutions from outside the box, you know, when when Virgil tried to shoot, when Thiago tried to shoot, uh, Mendy was just very good. So that's another element that helped Chelsea yeah. maintain the draw. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, yeah. Ch- Chelsea, Chelsea were the most, because imp- I don't count last season's teams who came to Anfield because the fans weren't there. So I don't care. Man City won for one there. I don't care. You won, you basically won in a training ground. But, Chelsea did that in front of a packed, packed Anfield crowd that was baying for them, that was yeah. basically wanted to see them bleed. And Chelsea coped with with, with that noise very comfortably. Um, I, Dippin, I wanted to come to you and ask about um, the centre-backs because a lot was made of Lukaku versus Van Dijk and um, whether Lukaku would target Matip and everything. Um, first off, Matip did concern me his performance. I thought he was getting bested, but I wanted to ask what you thought overall of those two, their partnership and the way um, they dealt with the clock. What, what did you think of? What, yeah, what did you think of it, basically? Yeah, uh, obviously, I think, you know, people who were trying to make it some kind of, you know, clash of titans or something like that, there wasn't any competition. We just saw Van Dijk is best center back in the world and he's just amazing you know nobody can see that match and tell that he was out for nine months he's I, I i'm just out of words man the way he handled lukaku he looked like sub 100 million chris wood that's it he he just you know he didn't get uh give him space or something like that. I don't. I don't even remember that he had any chance except for one, which Matip I think blocked. But amazing, you know. I just apart from the uh, those two centre back and I think Trent mostly after that and Salah. I don't think anyone performed up to that level in yesterday's game. And coming to your uh, question, previous question, Rabil about mm-hmm. Klopp uh, and his substitution. Man, I love that guy. I used to love that guy, but I've started you know, disliking him so much, I just can't, you know, put in words. The way, you know, he's an amazing coach. He's everything. I love everything about him. But one thing that has really bothered me and, you know, uh, that he has become a yes man, right? How can you say that you're satisfied with your team and then not bring up, you know, I I think we have, we have all heard about what he said about Origi and Ox, right? He told that Ox brings that kind of dynamism into the team that you can't find in the market. And then he has not used them after the Norwich game. That's Burnley game and the Chelsea is such an important game. He didn't bring him on. We have Taki on the bench and I don't think that he trusts him anymore. And then when we have to attack, we are getting, we are replacing Robo. Obviously, Robo, I think he was brought back too soon. But how can you brought, you know, bring in a left back when you need a goal? And 
I obviously I think Elliot. I thought it, it could have backfired massively because he's still too young and he, we were playing Chelsea. But I think he played really well. I he's an amazing talent. But I think he should have subbed on, like you said, Rabil. He should have subbed on Thiago early because after you know when Chelsea uh, were playing with ten men, we needed that you know that killer pass, right? We yeah. needed a person who can who could dictate the game early and make that passes that you know. And I think he should have subbed Thiago and he should have subbed Keita in. But again, I'm just so baffled that how can you just be a yes man and say that you don't need anyone and then you you really sub on you you know a left back when you need a goal. I'm I'm sick and tired of him, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, that game yesterday really uh, sort of reinforced that thing for me as well. Especially today, I, I, I was reading something on Twitter, West Ham put a 30 million bid in for someone. I was reading, I was like, right, so clubs, other clubs in England are able to spend money without caring about... But nothing. how are we the only team in England who yeah. has been affected by COVID? I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. How do you... Yeah. Well, I, I think th- this is the thing, and in, in, it's that... You know what? Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but now when you go and see on Twitter, now when there are only two days left for the transfer window to close, now we have all these journalists like Piers and everyone else who are coming out with an article now that we might do with, you know, we can do with one or two attacking options because we uh, we don't look good attacking wise. How can you say that? You know, two days before a window end, and we have been saying this for a while now. How can you not yeah. write articles before and put pressure? Here's my here's my thing. Right, first of all, I the Liverpool journalists, I cannot stand any of them, possibly with the exception of Simon Hughes. The rest, of, especially Jonathan Pierce, um, I I don't like them at all. Because at first, I, th- I think they're unbelievably abrasive towards Liverpool fans. Um, they're very condescending, but also this thing that. It, uh, before, when we signed players, we signed them quite early in the transfer window because then you have a chance to integrate them into a pre-season. We signed Fabinho and Klopp didn't start him until October. If we sign any, anyone now, knowing how Klopp is, there's a good chance we won't see these players until January or something. We need players who can come in and put, we needed someone who could come in and put pressure on Sadio Mane in that moment. Jota came, was initially signed as a winger and then he became Bobby's replacement. We don't have anyone who can put pressure on Mane or Salah. Because here's the thing, I love both of them to bits. They will have off days. They will have off days, and that's okay. They're entitled to that. Problem with Mane is obviously he's having an off-season, what looks of it. We need players who can come in and, and you know, replace, replace them. Man City just went out and spent $100 million on a guy who sits on the bench for England, you know? And they did that. United have signed... Oh, I don't want to talk about them. Arsenal have spent 130 million or something in the transfer window. Chelsea, 97.5 million. These clubs are spending a load of money. Arsenal, we know, have a lot of financial issues with their wage burn and players they have to get rid of. They're not exactly a big club anymore, and yet they're able to spend that amount of money. Yet Liverpool, with you know, we hear all this stuff about LeBron James uh, now investing in the, the FSG or something like that, and yet with all that, we still can't reinforce. 
I've seen a lot of people on Liverpool Twitter. You know, I I now know what top, what top red is, and I they are people who are essentially heads buried in the sands because I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, this team has depth." This team, the options, the midfield are all injury prone. If we run through them in that club, in that team, there is only one player who has never ever been injured for Liverpool, and, and that was until he got jiu-jitsu by Sergio Ramos that's Mo Salah mm-hmm. the rest of them are all injury prone Thiago injury prone Keita oh, let's not get started on him Henderson Fabinho Mane Bobby Jota uh, Matip Gomez Trent Robertson Allison. they're all injury prone Van Dijk is not injury prone but the problem with Van Dijk is now for us we cannot afford to ever again play him 38 games a season. He needs a break. He needs to be protected from certain games and everything where, you know, that's why we bought Kanati in. But we only have one reliable player, Salah. He's going to be gone in January for a few games, hopefully for as many games as possible because we'd like to see Egypt. I, you know, I'd, 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 I want to see Egypt or Senegal uh, win the uh, AFCON. But he's, but without Salah, the, the squad looks really weak. The, the starting eleven is fantastic, right? It is fantastic. But the problem is, and this, and we've all said it, you know, we've all said it, is it only takes one injury for the whole thing to fall apart. Liverpool are most likely going to get a few injuries, you know. We 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 lost Robertson in pre-season for a bit. That's you know, like we are not averse to these horrible nightmare situations. The board know about this, and yet, you know. I also get frustrated with Klopp in this because I understand publicly and privately are two different. He he will be two different people, but you are untouchable, man. The club will not be able to sack you. I remember now when Rafa Benitez used to go to war with his owners for us. He used to the guy used to go to war with two managers, with two owners who were desperate to sack him, but he did so because even when the results were going his way, he knew he was untouchable. Klopp is beyond untouchable. It, 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 there would be a riot in Liverpool if anything ever happened to him because FSG got rid of him or something. He's able to put some sort of pressure, but instead he's coming out and saying Ox is dynamic or, you know, Origi, Divock Origi, the guy who only scores... Spell backward is COVID. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, in right back, you know, it, it was talking about options. Right back, everything happens to Trent, who we got, Nico Williams. Um, we don't have this sort of cover. Um, and I look at Man United, and Mauro, I'm going to come to you about this. Um, I look at my night. They've gone out and signed. Oh, man, they've signed. They've signed a lot of quality players. You know, not least. Christian. I haven't seen. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I haven't seen bigger hypocrites than those men, right? No, no, How no, can no, you no, be no, out Glazers yeah. out one month before and now you are singing their praise just because they they they, they, got they you. are hypocrites. They are hypocrites. But I want this is why I actually wanted to ask you guys. They put. I mean, they rioted. They tore up Old Trafford's uh, the, the the pitch. They rioted. Um, actually worked in our favour that did that day. Um, and the board panicked. And now they've gone out and signed Sancho, Varane, Ronaldo, and anyone else I might be missing. I don't know, Mara. I wanted to ask you: Did we let FSG off the hook with the whole Super League debacle? Did we just take that foot off the pedal and not apply pressure when we needed to? Have uh, you know? Have FSG got away with it? You know, I think it's kind of frustrating because, um, yeah, you know, as you said, you know that you're going to miss two of your main elements 
in January for, for the AFCON. And that's with without thinking about what other what what, what other bad luck that might happen in our way. Because when we lost our main center backs last year we, we, we cried the whole season and we we kept trying to make up for their for their absence the whole season and didn't work out. So you are sure that you're gonna miss two of your main elements in January and God knows what what else who else are you gonna miss? So that when you know that as a fact, how can you not do something about it? It it drives me crazy to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I think they are gonna, especially with 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 fans back in in uh, the Anfield, they are gonna face rights. Of course they are because they can't ignore it forever. I know Jurgen has to. He doesn't have to. But it's the smart thing to do that he that he you know keep being patient with with with, uh, with the the management and all. But they're gonna face so much anger coming up. I don't know how people still say that. No, we don't need anyone. No, not necessarily. You know for sure that you're gonna you're gonna play without two of your main elements. Yes, Sadio is not the best right now, but he's still a main player in your lineup. Who's gonna be there to to make up for them? I swear, if you if, if you just put, you know, say Jota uh, instead of uh, of Mane, uh, or uh, instead I don't know if he can play instead of Salah, uh, and uh, uh, if you if you play Harvey on like the the, the left side or something, who else? What you have in your bench? We 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 got no we got no one. How can you not find at least two players? They don't have to be stars. I'm I'm not saying that. Yeah, we have to sign stars coming from big clubs like Man United did. I'm I'm not saying that, but you you, you gotta have a backup plan for what's gonna happen for what or. I don't know if Liverpool is planning to, uh, you know, uh, prevent players from going to 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 Afcon like they are doing now in the international break. I don't think they can do this. I don't know if they trust they they will do this or like uh, see this as a last minute solution. It's not going to be acceptable at that point. Um, so I don't know what they're thinking. Honestly, there is no logical explanation for the you know i i feel like they're just you know trust trust the time and trust the process and we'll see what's gonna happen no you have to plan for it you don't it's not logical to just go with the flow it it doesn't go like this if you want to compete over something you have to do this you have to have a backup plan because you know, when we have the same situation and uh, with with the front line as we did with with the uh, with the center back with the center back crisis last year, uh, I don't think people are gonna forget that they ignored the problem until last last minute. I don't think that they that they will get away with it. They're gonna face 
a huge anger. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think this season we're going to have the opposite problem probably, where it's our attack that's going to look very depleted. But yeah. the midfield for me was such a concern because Liverpool, um, you know, we know we know we're not like Man City. You know, Man City, if you had given up that that scenario yesterday where they had to break open a ten men defence, they would have done it in about five seconds. I think I generally think Man City in that game yesterday would have won, and not because they're better than us. Um, though you could argue they are right now, but I just think their strengths lie in a different direction. And yesterday, watching that, our team ran into a wall again and again and again. And we ha- and we've known that we have that we have a recurring problem where, when required to break open a, a resolute defense, we can't. Last season in the second leg against Real Madrid, we had the ball, and Madrid played. Madrid defended us, defended us without any real tension beyond those first 10 minutes they were comfortable a very poor lacoste madrid side so we've known about this issue and you know i i read all that stuff about oh you know liverpool a will cop will be given with mine to spend okay we spent 30 odd something million on Kanate, but a lot of that i think was re, uh, recovered immediately anyway with through other players being leaving so you know before we used to, you know, before we used to use, we used to use net spend as a, 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 something to praise Klopp and FSG with. Right now, I'm I'm using this as a criticism. It is ridiculous. That essentially, FSG are spending barely anything out of their own pockets, um, whilst clubs around us are strengthening insanely. You know, because the thing of FSG is, they do recruit well. So it's not like it's not like I'm I'm saying um, that you know that we're saying. Go and spend, even though there's a risk of it going wrong. We know when FSG, when they that they have a list of players and they go out and get them, they tend to work out pretty well. And they've spent before in the past. You know, when we uh, when we had when we, when we had Doug Leach, they went and put all those players. You know, Downing, Carroll, Henderson, all of them. All right, some of it didn't work, but some of it did. And you know, that's some of 2018 bought Fabinho, Allison. So we so we we FSG. I don't understand now why they why they are pulling the rug underneath Klopp's feet like this. Um, because man, it's not the problem for us this season because of FSG's reluctance to spend where they should have to strengthen the attack. And uh, um, for me, it's not that Man City have, have gone ahead of us so far. It's that Chelsea have caught up to us. Even exactly. when they had, even yeah, even when they had won the European Cup last year, my feeling was always yeah. that had we had a fully fit squad, we we were still the team to beat. Because up until Christmas, we were ahead. But now I generally feel like Chelsea are, are slightly ahead of us in terms of development, in terms of where they need to be, where they are. They're slightly ahead of us. Our attack has stayed together for so long and it is deteriorating. It is deteriorating. It is simply Mo Salah or nothing else. Um, and right now, I don't know. I, I, I mean, dip it. is there anyone right now that you think we could realistically sign who could come in, make an improvement? And actually put, give competition to Salah Mane, or do you think that it's just that's it? We've, we've got to make do with Origi and Minamino now. I think obviously, man, there are a lot of you know uh, options in the market, and I think anyone right now, anyone will be an upgrade on Origi. Like right now, if I get signed and if I sit on the bench for the whole season, I still have same contribution as Origi as last season. <laughs> I swear, anyone can. I believe you. Know? you. I believe you on this. 
<laughs> of course like but the thing is you know there were so many options in the transfer market and i think obviously i trust uh, people who are running at the top to you know identify those talent but you know i was really impressed with david milan right and i thought he was he was like perfect liverpool transfer he, he obviously he was i think i saw him enough and i think he was a good backup but we let him go to dortmund now i saw him in one match and i think they have pulled it off again it's he's linking up with haland and he was playing wonderfully well and right now i think today i was seeing a united match right priore he was playing wonderfully well he was cutting you know he he just destroyed their defense in first 25 minutes there are so many options in the market but the thing is you will only get them if you spend something right and i don't think that they want to spend now i think fabrizio has come out and said that liverpool will only buy in next two days if they find a bargain imagine liverpool football club who you know we have one of the biggest in europe in world and we are still looking for bargain even wolves you know you, you refresh twitter once and you find so many notification of different clubs we have signed this guy we have signed how does wolves west ham and all these clubs have more money than us i think we have money but the thing is we don't have good owners it's all about intent and i feel you know i see so many people defending them so many people defending them and coming at you with stuff like you know you should go and support man city if you don't really like it man this is so absurd how can you just say like that how how is it bad to you know that we uh, to suggest that we need some improvement we we have been using same team since past three uh, year, seasons right we have just added we haven't added a a person we can say that is an actual starter right all our starters are the people who have been playing with us for a season or so yeah. even thiago we have added jota we all added to add depth they are not regular starters yeah and and uh, one more thing i wanted to add ravi like you said that we uh, you know a seasons before against madrid as well we were we were not able to finish and the thing is that was the point that we needed to realize that i don't think that mane i i i i i hope that i'm wrong but i don't think mane will ever hit that form again that he hit in 18 19 the he has dropped i'm afraid i agree with you with, on that yeah. on this one yes i think they, i think there are some players but you can't really explain what happened to them and i was reading some article or some tweet which explained what happened with alexis sanchez right he was such an amazing player but one day he wasn't the same anymore he dropped so you know the drop in the form was so huge that they wasn't coming back and i'm afraid that we are seeing that with mane when mane lost possession 30 time 30 time in the match against chelsea and his accurate passing was i think 40 or 30% so when there is our left we say that we have best strongest 11 in the league i'm afraid we are wrong that left side right now with robo and with henderson in that game playing on the left and uh, mane that side is favors our right side 
is world class with Salah, Trent. But on left side, there is huge difference. There's a day and night difference in left and right side right now. Mm. I want to add something. I'm sorry to interrupt. But even Bobby, you know, regained some of his of his previous level. You know, when you compare it to his poor, poor form uh, for the last season, even Bobby got some of his level back. Sadio, I don't see hope in this. I don't know if I'm just uh, pessimistic or something like that, but I don't see Sadio going back to even close to his form, to his previous form. And I'm really, I'm, I'm really concerned about matches that we know teams are going to play. We know for a fact that teams like Atletico Madrid, when we come to that, are going to play the same way Chelsea played yesterday in the second half. Even better. Exactly. So, there you go. You know, you have two matches in the group, st- uh, in the group stage that you don't know how you, you're not going to come out of them losing the match. It's frustrating, honestly, when you think about it. I know that we go game by game, but this is just ignoring the problem until, until you're just too deep in it. So you're risking your Premier League uh, campaign and you're also risking your Champions League journey. It's, it's, I don't know, I don't know how, how they think this is okay. And yes, what you said, Rabia, about we used to praise Klopp for, 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 having, for, for achieving uh, results without big uh, transfers happening. And now we, we don't like that about him. It's just that before you had uh, a good team with a very great manager, you now have most of your players in a poor form. So you kind of have I don't. I don't want to say a poor team, but club is not Superman. He's not gonna. The the only option is getting in there and play instead of them. I don't know. I think we're just waiting for some super deal like Adrian, and that's gonna be an even bigger problem. Yeah, I think regarding Sadio Mane, I think because uh, I think last week I was talking about this with Shafiq uh, on on the podcast, and I was saying that. I was never, I was, okay, I know Mbappe is now Madrid bound, but I was always before lukewarm on assigning anyone that could replace Mane. But I heard some, all summer Mane saying that he's now recovered his physical edge and everything. So I thought, okay, we're going to get the old Mane. It's four against Burnley, I thought, all right. But against Chelsea, he just looked so lacklustre. And I think some of it is possibly down to Robertson. Because Mane relies a lot mm. on that combination with Robertson. Some of it, I think, also relies on, um, you know, Henderson. In the, look, Mane was inhibited by the fact that Henderson was, is, does not normally play there. Because normally yeah. Henderson's relationship on the pitch is with Salah and Trent, not with Mane. And I don't think Mane, I don't think they communicated very as well as they should have. I don't think Henderson playing, I think Henderson was very poor in that position. Um Robertson was very poor. So I think Mane was hindered. I think that's why we saw Joshua coming to the left a lot in the second half because Mane essentially was not getting the combinations that he required. Um, so 
Mane, you know, we don't have a player in that team, and I include Salah in this, who can win you a game on their own outside of a system failing. So even if everything's going wrong, they will produce something out of nowhere. I don't think we have anyone in that team that does that. Salah did that in 17-18 for a while, but even then, looking back at some of those matches, it's because the way we played set up for him to be like that. I think now the problem with this team is because it's so regimented in, in, in that it's defined by the pressure, the the collective, the collective effort, the collective work, uh, work rate, that when things don't go right, the entire team is going to suffer. And I don't hold, I know, I think Marnie's a prisoner of that. I, don't, I think he's one of those players who fits the system and therefore he cannot, when the system's failing, he's failing with it. And, and so is the rest of the team. I don't think we have that star individual. I think that's, quite, that's probably why we were, some, some of us were enthralled by the idea of Mbappe because he is a player that will inject chaos into any game. You know, whether you play tic-a-tackle or giga-press or you sit deep, he's that one player that is an anomaly and he will do something entirely different. He could just win your game by itself. And I don't think we have that anymore. We, the last player who I think we had that, who, who had that ability, was Philip Coutinho. Uh, in terms of the attacking threat. And I'd still had... take him in a heartbeat, man. I'm so starved right now. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't mind him anymore. I think, I think the way... Because I don't understand what the issue with Naby Keita is. I'm not saying it's on Keita's part. I'm saying it's on the team's part, on the Klopp's part, on the management side, because Klopp was so excited to have signed him. And that got me excited, even though I never watched Cater, because I thought Klopp's a good judge of character, uh, sorry, good judge of quality. And I think contrary to what a lot of people think often, I think Cater, when he plays, you know, he does very well. The Madrid game was an anomaly because he was not fit for that game. But he started the season very well. And yet the biggest game of us, so far of our season, one of the biggest games of the season you could have anyway, and we didn't start him, instead we started, he started a kid over Cater. Uh, this is not to throw Shane Elliott, who I thought was our most consistent performer in that game, but he didn't even bring him on. He did not even bring him on. What does that say about Cater? Um, so, I don't know like where we go forward from here, because well, I mean, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not going to be so pessimistic, because I think Chelsea going down to 10 men simply meant that they packed up any attacking intent and just thought, we're just going to defend. You put 10 men behind the ball, it's hard to bring them down no matter who you are, unless you're Man City. So I'm disheartened by that. But I think what I think going forward, I think what we need now is that left side, they need to be nursed back to full fitness. Robertson needs to, Robertson and Henderson need to be fully fit again. Henderson needs to actually go back to the other side of the midfield. Um, because it's not working out. It, it, it did not work out with him on the, for him on the left. Um, and I don't know if Marnie is permanently done or not. I don't think he is. But I think he is perhaps going to be more inconsistent than he was before. Because Marnie before was always... There was solidity to, to his performances. He was always... He, gave, he always gave you a reasonable display. Which was, which was perhaps unlike, say, Salah, who used to always dip between the extremely outrageously good and anonymous... Um, but yeah, it's it is concerning. Um, Mauro mentioned Atletico Madrid, so I and I want to get on to I want to talk briefly about uh what you guys think about the Champions League group because um it's not I mean I don't think there's a group of death this season, but this is probably you, know, you could say this is the group of history. Um, Milan, 
Atletico, Porto, us, all European Cup winners, every single one, every single one of us in, in that group. Um, yeah, dip it. What do you what do you think of it? What do you think of? Uh, we're going to be reunited with Atletico Madrid and, and Luis Suarez. We'd also be uh, facing off with you know Milan again after all after those um, two European Cup finals in 2005, 2007. What's your uh, feeling on it? Uh, I think it's a very tough rope, and I think I I beg to differ with you on this one. I think ours is a group of death. You know, I think Atletico is very strong with Suarez, and I think they'll be challenging for La Liga again. You know, with no competition at all, and I think AC Milan is a very good team. I just saw like they have this, uh, they have signed Olivier Giroud as well, right? And he just scored two goals today. And they are looking like a very good side as well. And Porto, obviously, we play them every season, I think. And I think uh, it's it's obviously a group of legacy. Everyone has won the Champions League. And I think it's a very tough group. And I don't think any other group is as tough as this. Manchester United group is uh, looks like a Europa Cup group, right? Conference League group. And the Man City group, I think they only have PSG, except uh, apart from the, uh, them. But yeah, I think that's the toughest group we are in, and that's basically a group of death. I think we still go through, we'll go through uh, very comfortably, but again, it'll be very tough uh, group to play in. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I, 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 I think yeah, I think we'll go through, but I do think we'll go through second. Um, I don't see us, I don't see us being Atletico over both legs. Um, Simeone is one of those. That Simeone Atletico side is is that is one of those teams that we could be miles better than them as we were two years ago. And I just don't think we'll ever beat them. Not again, not because of talent. I just think the way they are set up, they are. Uh, it's that is basically a team of just bastards, really. They are the, the amount of cheating that we're going to see in that game. Luis Suarez especially. Um, yeah, Mara, what do, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, how do you feel about um, a reunion with Atletico Madrid and um, yeah, games against AC Milan and, and FC Porto? Well, I think I think Mara is briefly unavailable. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So the walls. Okay. I'll, I'll just continue then on, on, on that tangent. Um. Um. My my concern. So, um, my my concern is that um, the problems that we saw uh, the problem we saw uh in the Chelsea game they're gonna re- re- reappear. Um. And. It will. It will be a state. It, 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 it How how we do in that group stage, I think will reflect on how far we can go in Champions League. I, I, everyone wanted an easy group. I I I I actually wanted AC Milan because of the history, but also because I think we do best when we're up against it. When we won the Champions League, it's when we had a group of death. You know, we had PSG and Nap Napoli in that group, so we we're better off. I think when we have tough groups. Um, yeah, Mara, what, what is what, what's your feeling on us ha- uh, having uh, Atletico Madrid uh, again in, in our lives? Well, 
as I told you, I know for sure, and God, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they prove me wrong, but I know for sure that there you go. These are two matches that I know for sure you're not going to win. That I know. I'm so excited for 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 the Milan game. Uh, of course, memories brings back memories, but uh, at, when you when you faced Atletico Madrid two seasons ago, they were not the team that they are right now. They now have Luis Suarez. They are now La Liga champions. So they are indeed a stronger team. So. I don't know. I um I don't really think that we. I hope we we win at least one leg of of the two, but I agree. I think we're gonna go through as second in the group. Yeah, yeah. That's that. that that's, I think that reflects how I feel as well. I think we'll beat we'll beat Porto home and away. We'll beat Milan at home and we'll maybe pick up something away. But I think we're Atletico. I think we'll draw. We'll draw. There'll be a draw and a defeat. I, th- I think if either of us is going to win, beat her, it'll be a theatrical. Um Just then, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just the way it is uh, with them. Um, yeah, because the, Luis Suarez is, uh, yeah, he he's just a perfect match there, isn't he? And did you hear the reports that we are interested in Luis Suarez and he is open to joining us this season? Really? Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, that. Will you take him? Yes, in a heartbeat. I, I, he, I, he still got it, right? He still I wasn't it. sure I mean, about it. He still got it. I, I, anyone who thinks otherwise, just they need to watch um, last season's games for Atletico because he. The problem that we have um, when we're playing this low block opposition, he will solve that because he's a he's a finisher in the box. Um, we don't. You know, our yes, he doesn't. He hasn't got the legs anymore, and that would be an issue if we were playing in in a game against, like, say, for example, if we were, if we were playing someone like Man City, I would not play Luis Suarez because I think he wouldn't have the legs to help us on the counter attack and stuff. But for yesterday's game was tailor made for someone like him. Um, so yeah, I I I I would take him. Um, the player from Atletico I'd, I'd really want right now is Sawal, but I don't know what's happening with that. Um, but yeah, that that that's an interesting. That's a that's a, that's that's a really diff, that is a difficult group. Um, I think also what makes it interesting is because Barcelona, but Juventus, Juventus, we could if 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 things go either way, essentially, we could get either of PSG, Bayern, Barca, or Juve, Real Madrid, or Inter in the knockout stages. So. That's my feeling on why I think it's better to just have a tough group right now. Just, just get used to it. Just, um, you know, and it might do the players good as well because you know that if they can dominate in Europe, then you know it might make them, it might help them with the confidence. Because I think this season, I, I, I don't know how you guys feel. I, I want the league so badly again, um, but I feel like we have not done ourselves justice in Europe in the last two seasons. I feel that we there was so much more to come from us. We didn't sh- we didn't give our best showing essentially against Atletico or Real Madrid. Um, so I so you know I I really want to do a lot better this season. Um, okay. Um, so the next game I believe is against Leeds. I don't know if there's an international break before 
or after that. But um, what needs to ch- like what needs to change, um, Marwa, um, before then? Like what 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 do we need to what what does Klopp need to address within that team at, at the moment? Um, as I said, we need backup. We need backup for the future because I'm not even gonna talk about Genie that you let go and and without having a backup for him until this moment. Uh, yes, Genie was not the kind of player that would make creative uh, solutions for you, but he still, you know, maintained stability in your midfield. Um, that, in my opinion, until now, no other player could do it. So, not having a backup for Gini is just is, is stressing as well because it's in games like yesterday, like yesterday's game against uh, Chelsea. I'm talking about uh, before the red card in the first half. You can see how Chelsea's midfield is beating yours up. So, this is something that's that, that that logically we should have thought about we should have thought about when when genie left so these are you know when you have the luxury to talk about logic solutions but right now we're talking about you know it's it's i don't want to exaggerate it but it's 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 a must that you have a backup for Mo and Sadio when they go and and honestly for them when they are not in their best shape because um I don't know I I I always think that midfield is is the most important part of your uh, of of the whole lineup of of your whole team so both are really you know, necessary for me, in my opinion, you need to have um, a good midfielder that either will, you know, open ways of, of, of playing and attacking when you have such stubborn um, uh, teams playing you like Chelsea did yesterday or like when Atletico Madrid will play against us. Or have a midfielder that will make your midfield stable against uh, teams that will that would play against you like Chelsea did yesterday in in the first half. And you need to have a backup for your African players that you know again for a fact it's not just a possibility you know for a fact that they're gonna miss at least two or three matches. Um, so, and again, in my opinion, something is wrong with 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 our mentality monsters. We used to call them mentality monsters for some reason. Now they are not the same that they used to be because you can see that almost half the players have problems keeping their form. Uh, con- con- yeah, yeah. I, you know something. I I did think we saw a return of the mentality monsters, 
the end of last season when we went on that winning run. I thought, wow. Think about a solution to, to get yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not a solution to like it's not sustainable. Problem. It's not a sustainable um, fix. And I definitely agree that we do need cover um, for for you know for the players when they for African players when they go off to the uh, cup tournaments. Especially also, it's worth pointing out these are players who are representing countries who are likely to go far. I think probably in Afghan, um and not you know not like early group stage exits. So it's, well, you know we could be possible without them for a few games and so. Um, but um, yeah, I, I hadn't even mentioned Wijnaldum, but I think thinking about Gini Wijnaldum's uh, the whole situation with that just makes all this more absurd when you consider that he was the only fully fit midfielder we've had in years. He's li- literally, um, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of people last season were. You know, I, I said before, when we were going after Thiago and people were saying, oh, part, you know, offload Ronaldo to make that sign happen. I, I never liked that uh, that attitude. I always thought it's very disrespectful to a man who was at, at, who was at the heart of a midfield that won us everything that we've craved. Um, and we're feeling his absence. You know, we're fe- we, we are feeling his absence because he, he, his energy was lacking. In that second half against Chelsea yesterday, we, we it wasn't just the 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 how sterile we were with the ball in terms of in terms of ideas there was a serious lack of energy in that midfield now midfield just it was like get the ball to Salah and Elliot and let them do the job Henderson Fabinho just didn't they just weren't in it um so yeah that there is that um Okay, you know different. the problem, Rabil, that not a lot of people would 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 actually understand the value of Genie because let me tell you this: a coach's best friend is a consistent player, not a super player, not a skillful player, a consistent player, a player that you know you're gonna evolve in the game and is gonna perform exactly the way he does. Genie was that you know, most of his times, most of his games, he was a consistent player. You know, not many people would understand that, but now you don't have that consistent player that you can count on. That's exactly what Genie was for this team. Yeah, well, yeah, 100%. Because I think yesterday, um, the midfield, barring Elliot, was very, it was just anonymous, wasn't it? And I, I think... I've never seen Wijnaldum... I, I never ever saw Wijnaldum go missing in a big game. I, I'm being honest. I, I've never seen... it In a game against either you know City, Chelsea, a big European Cup game, I always felt that Wijnaldum, you felt his presence. People felt his presence in those kind of games. And, you know, Liverpool Twitter is... I mean, Wijnaldum himself said it. You know, social, social media was toxic for him at times, reading some of the hate comments and everything. Some of the comments that he was getting, Chris was getting. And... You know, we uh, we we yeah we missed him yesterday. Um, uh, speaking speaking of uh, Ronaldo, uh, I just saw Messi in a PSG shirt. Now he's just, he literally just came on now for Neymar. It, it, it made his debut, so that looked very weird. Um, yeah, that's something yeah. you can see every day. Yeah, yeah. I never ever thought I'd see the day where Messi was not wearing a a Barcelona shirt. Um, Tippet, okay. Um, so we uh, a, a rather pessimistic uh, pop, podcast, I'd say. 
um, today. Uh, but do you think we're like we need to, that there is still cause for optimism or like say this front eleven because our problem before was front eleven if it gets injured and so on so on. So on. If, if the front eleven um, stays fit. Do you think that they can, you know, kind of like some Marnie and, and Robertson and Henderson and whatnot still help us win the league? Or are you now of the belief as well that, no, we we, we absolutely need changes in midfield and, and, and attack? Oh, obviously, Abil, I think we need some changes, right? We have used this squad like I use my toothpaste, right? We, have, we are trying to get every <laughs> single drop from... Them, but it's, that's not how it works. We need to freshen it up. Even like Henderson, I remember his interview when he said, "When a new player walks in to into a dressing room, you know, it rejuvenates everyone, and they have new desire to play." And I think, and also, there's one more thing which is very interesting. Uh, I saw on Twitter, I saw Sadio Mane liking some post on Insta, which was, you know, was about like Liverpool not signing any player. So you can see that even in among players, they are feeling this, right? So one thing is, obviously, you see everyone making signings. And secondly, you see that there is so much pressure on you that even when you don't perform, when you have a backup, you can, you know, you can be on bench and then try to regain your form. But when there is no backup and you're put in your throw, you're throwing, you know, every time on the pitch, that like go and do something. It's, it is very demoralizing for a player as well. If you're not in form and you're made to play, you know, every single week. So I think uh, it's too much to ask for. Uh, if we stick by this policy that we have, we can only buy players when they are available in bargain or we have to sell to buy. First of all, there was this thing that, you know, we have, we have all the, co- we have, you know, all the quota of foreign players. Then if you know the all of this, why would you give Adrian a new contract, right? And after you, and I think we have right now sold our best attacker we had on the bench. Yes. I think Shakiri was better attacker than Origi, Ox and Taki. And we sold our best attacker from the bench. And now we are stuck with players, you know, the Drop in quality is so huge, Rabil. But I don't think that we can challenge for title this season if we don't sign anyone, which looks very likely in the next two days. And one more thing, I think, obviously, we have talked about this as well. One thing that I really want to address is that Klopp is also once-in-a-lifetime manager, right? I don't think that we'll ever find a manager of his caliber in near future. And we have very less seasons left with him, right? And I think as a as a club or people who are running this club, they have betrayed him. They should have given him a chance to build a legacy at this club. And he has worked with same players. He has not been given money. He has not been given resources that every other manager has had, you know. And he, only, I think, two or three summers are left with him. And if still we don't give him what he needs, some resources that he can compete with likes of Thomas Tuchel and uh, Pep and Ole, who are spending like so much money, I think, 
as a club we have betrayed that guy as well mm, yeah no i agree with you about young club being the the not manager you come across that often um he single-handedly transformed Liverpool football club in unimaginable ways and you know we we did criticize him a fair bit today that is true uh, regarding his um, tactics and uh, substitutions but there's no denying that he is not being helped right now um FSG are waste have wasted an incredible position that he gave them when he won the European Cup in 2019 because since then we only signed one player who came in to be into a starting level which was Thiago and even then Thiago was, would have been rotated with Ronaldo and other players um we've not signed a single player who can who can come in and um really it's, it's, since since Alisson since we signed Alisson we've not signed a single starting 11 player which is shocking that this team has stayed together then for for this is now the fourth season running um we we laugh at them but we we have we risk going at Barcelona which is we don't get rid of players when we should we let them grow old and stay at the club and then they and then uh, they lose 8-2 to Bayern Munich we this team is getting old together yeah. they're no longer young the prime I'm, gone yeah sorry to interrupt but one more thing rabil one mm. thing is that when you say these things uh, uh i've heard a lot of people saying right that uh i think there's one point that i wanted to make i think you go on then i'll come back on this okay, okay. well yeah yeah what i was going to say was that we have players now who are brilliant on their day but their day is not going to be every week it's now going to be a bit more sporadic you know mane i i i've got nothing bad to say against him because i think he's given us so much consistency over the years but it is not surprising that his edge is gone that henderson at his age after all these injuries it's all catching up with him that robertson having run himself into the ground since 2017 is now feeling the effects catching up to him that bobby the 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 heartbeat the pulse of 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 our pressing game is now picking up injuries more and more this team needs reinforcements you know the one thing we should not have done was um get all of the team together i was actually okay with letting ronaldum go on the basis of that principle because i felt that that midfield needed a shaking up but I was under the impression that we would let him go and then we were replacing him with someone you know that we someone else would come in but we've not done that and so this team getting all together it's also doesn't it doesn't even have the depth to to survive injuries in a bad form it's anyway go what was it that you want sorry you wanted to add um oh no i have nothing to add but i really uh, you know i agree with you uh, the point that we have to you know we have seen what has happened with barca right we can't let up midfield and our whole team get old together mm. but i think that's what's happening right now i think next next year all our uh, players will turn 30 30 i think salah is 29 right now mane as well and we are giving all these contracts to to these player which is very nice i think we are giving them their deserved contracts but again but if you don't freshen it up and 
if you don't put players in i think we we are i don't see ourselves challenging for a title for next two three years if we are not giving something you know to rejuvenate the squad mm-hmm. and yeah. with klopp at helm i seriously want him to go with one more title and it's it'll be up to fsg you know if they don't give him the resources that he wants and i still remember the interview you talked about uh, the when we won the champions league right and we all remember that interview that uh, john henry gave after the champions league he said we'll be span uh, we want to win the title we'll be spending more and since that interview like you said we have only signed thiago which can walk he can walk into our starting 11 apart from that we had this european winners juice and we didn't sign anyone we were the hottest club in europe for those two seasons and now man city have retaken it re- reclaimed it psg are ahead of us again chelsea are there about but for those two seasons we were the club that's why thiago chose us over everyone else everyone wanted to join us we were untouchable and i think this is what angers me the most is that team that extraordinary extraordinary team its peak years has now been wasted by a, a combination of the, the misfortune of covid hitting when it did and fsg salah is being wasted right now if he doesn't if, if local don't get the reinforcements that he needs because he will be let down he won't be able to deliver what he needs you know we have we we have arguably the greatest winger in premier league history in our team one of the greatest center backs in premier league history in our team and we still we could potentially finish third but that's the likelihood that that that, that to me is incredible and you know it, it it's yeah klop i i feel really bad i i feel horrible that klop is being uh, let down bad at this and the worst thing is i say it yeah and you're absolutely right and there's one thing that i was reading which is totally makes sense right i think what fsg is doing to klopp is what daniel levy did to pochettino right yeah they didn't he, they you know they were also relying on pochettino's brilliance to get that squad into top 4 and he, they didn't invest into the squad but as soon as he left they started investing but they still you know they started going down and i think that that's what worries me this is i think that's what will happen with us um okay uh so we'll we'll um we'll, we'll get a couple of final thoughts from both of you guys and then we'll leave it here for this week uh marwa how general mood with liverpool and everything right now i'm sorry about how what i didn't quite hear it um like your general mood right now with liverpool general feeling regarding you know the team transfers upcoming games where we'll finish the season how are you feeling uh well i'm still hopeful that something were that we would would come out of the season with with something positive i i don't want to be just wishing for a place in the top 4 when we come to february so um hopefully they they get it together and i don't know i uh, my thoughts are what what i'm thinking about right now is 
we either get from this international break, I'm talking about the existing players right now, we either get from it very good or very bad. So I hope it's, it's the first one because as a starter, we need to, the players need to come back to their form quickly. Uh, and the owners need to get their head in the right place to and and take the good the, the the correct decision because as you said you're wasting a lot of potentials you you're having right now in this in this club rain period so you're was you're wasting a great manager by not helping him uh, you're wasting great talents you have by but but it's 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 a team game. It's a team. It, it's a team game. It, it, you know, one or two players are not gonna save the team. You, you need to have a complete team to go on with this. So, I hope they wake up from the ignorance they are living in and not waste this whole great era that we're witnessing. Yeah. How about you, Dipip? Yeah, I totally agree with Marva, right? Um, we have, you know, we have been very pessimistic in this spot, but I think, uh, you know, we need to call spade a spade. What, what's happening right now in the club, at the club, at the top level, I don't think that uh, we'll be able to compete if the same thing goes on, right? When you see, the main thing is like, as you said, Rabil, it's the main thing that's very painful right now that we had all the juice in the world and we let other clubs catch up to us and right now we are at this stage that they have catched up to us but we now starting we now start to slip down right and it's the time that we need to freshen it up but as i've said even if i we don't sign anyone we obviously will be fully behind the team and i think we have the capacity to go again we'll have to be very strong menta- mentality wise as mava said we like we need to bring back the mentality monster thinking back if we are not signing anyone but i think on our day we can beat any team in the world and uh, i'm very confident about leeds away as things stands right now and uh, I just hope that we, you know, we just go back to the winning ways and let's see what happens. But I think, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah, uh, I think Leeds game will actually be better for us. I think um, a game like that, because they're unlikely to sit back and, you know, play with a low block. So, yeah, I, I think um, we'll be... I'm confident we could win that one, but I think it will be a horrible, horrible 90 minutes for us in terms of the absolute grilling they're going to give our defence. Um, right, okay, that, that's it for this week, guys. Um, um, thanks for thanks for Mara Dipit for joining. Um, yeah, um, see you all next week. Thank you, Rabil, and we go again. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much, Rabil Mawa. Thank you for having me. Thank you.